0: We're good. So, hi.
1: Good morning, all. I was going to say, who's going to say it first? (laughs) Welcome to
2: Clip Critics, guys.
3: Yay. We're back again. Back, back, back again. Back, back, back again. We've actually, we've we've been in our quote-unquote unofficial official recording studios for a while now. But we haven't been here recording because we've been doing other things. Because we've got a surprise in the works, but we're not going to tell you.
0: <laughs>
3: I know
1: something you don't know. We all know something. Is that on the
0: playground? Yeah.
1: But
3: anyways,
1: welcome to Clip
3: Critics, because we're going to try to be much better about introducing the
0: show.
1: going to try to get a little professional on you. Yeah. Uh, not Not very professional, though. Like, don't. Keep expectations.
3: (laughs) That's about it. That that should be about as as expectational professionalism as you're going to get. We introduce the show. We're going to try to introduce ourselves, and then we're going to (laughs) dive right back into our childish ways and continue on.
1: Yes, yes,
0: yes. So, who's going to introduce who first this week? That's what we should do. One of these. Are are we
2: introducing each other?
0: That's what I was just gonna say.
3: We
1: should introduce each other one of these weeks. <laughs> okay. That like made my brain go. I like, wait, that did kind of me too. Uh, Concept. It's overwhelming.
3: Uh, so this week, um, one of us hasn't got enough sleep. One of us hasn't slept at all, and one of us is sick. Can you guess
1: who's who? <laughs> Figure it out by the end of the show, let us know.
2: <laughs> I would like to say physically sick, not mentally sick, because yeah, we're no. all mentally sick.
1: Yeah, oh, no, I was going to be yeah. like, that's a trick question, though. That's unfair.
2: <laughs> no, physically
1: sick, yes.
0: Um, but yeah, no. So, introductions, go.
1: Oh, welcome to Clip Critics, I'm Kat. Are we introducing was, each other? How would we do curious. that? I'm Kat and, and these this are This is like, oh, Kat. No. <laughs> this is Richard. <laughs> and, oh, and I... <laughs> <How does> that? <laughs> I did it the wrong way. It goes in a circle and I fucked it
2: up. Anyways. I feel this is Keller's fault. She did this to herself.
3: <laughs> I did do this to myself. Uh, any fun facts? Do we want to do fun facts about us this week? What about one random fact about us this week?
1: Dyslexic can't comprehend clockwise. That's a random fact. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, maybe it's just me. Anyway, yeah, Richard. That's Richard. Yeah.
2: Um. Yeah, well, if we're <laughs> doing fun facts about ourselves,
1: no,
3: I'm no. so sorry. No, no. Random facts. What's one random fact about you?
2: My favorite food is spaghetti.
1: That yeah, that's definitely random. Oh, you and my son have that in common.
2: And I'll eat it in any form. It can be goulash, it can be ziti, it can be as long as sauce and noodles are present and it has the same taste. I'm pretty much happy. I don't discriminate. Each one is equally. I say
1: equality. <laughs> sex. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's good. That's a good thing. (laughs) What's your fun fact about yourself, Keller?
3: Um, as annoying as they are, I actually really, really, really like
1: goldfish. Like what? Like as a go-to snack? Like you would? No, 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 the The actual fish.
3: Like the the the. The fish fish not the snack
2: oh the oh wait fish are friends okay. not food
3: fish are friends not food i mean the goldfish snack is <laughs> great but like i actually like the, the pet goldfish
2: oh okay i was that, like while she's eating them there's something Most so fishy people... about this conversation
3: <laughs> god damn it richard <laughs> <laughs> and
1: my wheels were <laughs> turning in that oh. direction i was like wait are we eating real no. fish what's happening okay no and that's that it's i fine.
3: don't really like fish either i guess it's another random fact about me but that's okay um but yeah no like the the pet goldfish i actually like decided last year about a year and a half ago that i wanted goldfish so i went to the store and got goldfish
2: they that once they were feeder fish three of them lived and we named them huey dewey and louie and they grew up to be gigantic
3: yeah, no, I have I have I have four feeder fish. They are carp, carp, cracker, cheese nip, and berry.
1: Carp carp.
2: I love that. <laughs> they sound
1: like food. Yeah, <laughs> cheese nip food. and berry certainly are. Yeah. And yeah, and Keller cracker. might not remember, but her siblings certainly would, because they hung out at my house when we were children, children. My stepdad had a kiddie pool and we had like from the fair goldfish that had just gotten out of hand and they were just carp sized and they lived outside in the kiddie pool. It was just a very strange thing. And my stepdad loved his weird gargantuan goldfish. It was very (laughs) peculiar. And we didn't know they could get that big. Like that was how we learned that goldfish grow to their environment size because they yeah. just kept getting bigger so he just kept getting a bigger tank and eventually he was like i can't get a bigger tank so he just put them in a pool to see what would happen and they proceeded to get bigger it's uh,
3: <laughs> Actually, they probably i don't know what they were then because goldfish actually don't do that really yeah my goldfish have been about the same size for a year now and i mean granted they're huge they're about
0: I'd say somewhere between six and eight inches long and about two inches around. But that's how big they are.
1: This was and I was a child, granted, but these fish had to live in a kiddie pool. Now I'm intrigued. (laughs) I want to know what that fair was giving away. Oh no. I have four
3: goldfish in a seventy-five gallon tank. Don't get me wrong. But
0: they're they're four goldfish in a seventy-five gallon tank.
2: so, so intrigued
1: to you know. Anyway, I know, right? So anyway it
2: does yes. says goldfish. Grow, goldfish grow to the size of their tank is a positioned as a myth or sage wisdom, depending on where you're looking on the internet. If you keep goldfish in small tanks, their growth is stunted. If you transfer them into a bigger tank or put them into a pond, they grow very fast to catch up.
3: Yes, oh. they do grow quickly, but they do not grow and keep growing. That that right. that is a myth. Um, but the standard is that each goldfish needs somewhere between 15 and 20 gallons of water so honestly having four goldfish in a 75 gallon tank is not quite enough i should have a minimum of 80 gallons for those four fish but they they suffice i have two filters that's interesting um and a bubbler so i i can get away with it because i have the extra filtration but i really should have a minimum of 80 gallons in that for for the four of them
2: Fun fact, the biggest goldfish ever recorded was 18.7 inches.
3: He was probably half half toy fish, not gonna lie.
1: Well, and like I said, it was like one of those from the fair, so who knows what it what it, it was and what all I know is
2: that he represents the black community of fishes.
1: Oh
0: <laughs> anyways, moving on. Kat, what's your random fun fact?
1: Um random fun fact about myself.
0: I Oh Cyrus, you're stuck in here with me. Get over it. Oh, Cyrus. Oh my god.
1: I, no, like... I'm going to stick with the one I said because it's the the oh, counterclockwise please. thing. I was sitting in rehab and I'll explain why I said that. I was sitting in rehab and they were trying to do a perspective exercise and so they had us take our hand and point up to the ceiling and you like move your hand in a circle. And then you move it above your head. And I guessed, according to this person, it, like, changes direction depending on your perspective on if you're looking above it or below it. But to me, it just looked like it was going the same direction because my hand was moving it. So I didn't understand the exercise. I was very confused and agitated. Huh. Just another weird thing that doesn't work in my brain.
0: Oh, my God. Can you guys hear him?
1: Oh, it's it
0: Osiris. Yeah, it's Osiris. You fit? He's... Yeah,
3: he wants to go outside. Like he's in my bedroom with me, obviously, and he wants to go outside my bedroom, and he's being a monster. Anyways, he's outside now. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> Rude. So hopefully, now that we have our weird fun facts during our weird fun fact time, Richard has been looking up. Um, Thanks for
1: sharing. I had to let you know why I was going away. Yeah. That will be right Okay. In the
3: meantime, Richard, have you found a list of what we're doing today?
2: Um, I believe, if my memory serves me correctly, we are doing Christmas specials on TV movies and that kind of thing, things that wouldn't have been in the theater. Um, doing so, I've been having a harder time finding specific lists for these things. Um, I did forward you guys a list last week, um, which I thought might work. Although I still think that there are movies on there as well, which is mm-hmm. kind of a pain. But I mean, easily skip over over bull as well. Um, I'm assuming, but you know, the holidays are coming, so it makes sense that. We start gearing up for Christmas since we only have three weekends left until the, you know, the big holiday.
3: Oh boy, here we go. Yeah, no, that that makes sense. Miss Athena. Oh my god, my cats are in my room with me today, and this is gonna be a nightmare.
0: Anyways. Don't so worry. um
2: Anyway, th- this edition is the fifty best Christmas movies of all time, which Once again, I think that that kind of goes away from where we want Although there is a lot of specials in here I think I'm just going to go back to the ones online Because I have a list of 25 and a list of 15 And that Mm -hmm. might be just as good Yeah, because
3: like we're talking like Charlie Brown's Christmas And Garfield's Christmas And Rudolph
1: Uh, Exactly Absolutely, agree (laughs)
0: <laughs>
1: welcome back do you
2: even know what we're talking
1: about no no <laughs> idea but i thought if i agreed maybe i could look smart you
2: just <laughs> jumped right in you
1: did and honestly
3: <laughs> yes you actually jumped in and it sounds like you were here the entire time
2: <laughs> so what bothers me about the list uh guys and gals is that the um everything they are they seem to just pull Episodes of TV shows, and that's not what I would necessarily call a Christmas special, those are Christmas episodes for their TV show, right? Um, so that's like I said, this is going to be a little more, I think, a little more difficult to narrow it down to what I really, really kind of you know was hoping to find,
0: yeah.
2: but um, that being said, I am on the 17 the best Christmas television specials there ever were from BuzzFeed.
3: Oh interesting.
2: Yeah. Now that also being said, I'm gonna try to skip over anything that is Jesus. Almost all of it are TV shows. Well um, I was
1: gonna say no Jesus stuff. Well Some people are gonna have things to say. All right. So beginning to look a lot like fuck well,
2: this. <laughs> what I think, yeah. Exactly. So I think what I'm gonna do is just try to pull off TV um to read like we're gonna skip over TV episodes and I'm only gonna read off what's actually a Christmas special. Okay. okay. And we'll just do oh, it yeah. from a couple of lists and, and we can always add our own because I'm sure that we have each of our favorites. Oh yeah. So, and we'll be
1: reminded of them through the list,
2: for sure. Exactly. Um, so the first one on their list that is an actual show is A Muppet Family Christmas. Aw, yes. Um, this is one where they all go back out to the farm, etc. And there are several... Even though it's available on DVD here in the United States, our our DVD is very edited. There's probably eight minutes of missing footage. Where mm-hmm. the one overseas has been released complete. So I also find that a little confusing.
3: Yeah, it's weird.
2: Um, But, you know, it, it is what it is with the powers that be. It's still a very cute special, no matter which way you look at it. And you can pick up a bootleg of the correct version of it fairly easily. I found it on, like, six different websites this year.
4: Cool. Wow. Oh
2: well. <laughs> And strangely not enough, I was just searching it. for it. I wasn't searching for it; it just kept popping up from the stuff I was searching for, and I'm like, <laughs> "Oh!" So I learned a lot about the special that I actually didn't know because this is a special that I'd actually aired before I was alive. So, oh wow, yeah, uh, it's just something that I was not aware. Um, all right, so um, with the first one, uh, Kat, what do you? What was one of your favorites?
1: One of my favorite, I mean, I don't, so here's the thing. I have a, I, and I, uh, I have an aversion to Christmas movies in general. I don't know why. I don't find them enjoyable. I don't, I'm, hmm. I mean, Jingle All The Way was fun. Don't get me wrong. But I don't, if I had like a favorite you know the way. If you ask me, like, what's your favorite Halloween movies, I would say like Hocus Pocus and Practical Magic. Yes. boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was Thanksgiving. Sorry. Ask me what my favorite Thanksgiving movie is. Yeah, F? Um, yes. If I, like favorite <laughs> Christmas movie, like the only one that ever comes to mind is how the
2: Grinch. I think still- it's a
1: no. I think it's a Christmas care. with the little boy. And they stick their tongue to the frozen pole.
2: Oh, Christmas Story. Yeah,
1: Christmas, Christmas. Story. Yeah. The I only one that. is the most so memorable one. With the, the leg lamp. The leg lamp and like the little brother and his many layers and his crazy waddle down the street. And the yell, she, you're right. Like it was a super fun, memorable movie that I, I have watched many times. And my mom loved it and played it often, And probably because she liked the darker humor in it. I did I not understand
2: it. it as a child. For the first time, two nights ago.
1: Really? Oh, yeah. congratulations! Oh, I'm so happy I for you. That's
2: a good one. That's yeah, a- i i've i've i have not seen it. it. Was one of those movies? Of course, I wasn't raised with holidays, yeah, so yeah, it was not so, something that I had seen.
1: <laughs> an arguably problematic through 2020 vision, but still like one of. If you were to ask me, like, oh, what's the Chris- memorable Christmas movie? That would be the one I. I remember distinctly. And leg lamp every
3: become, year. yeah, and the leg lamp has become like such an iconic freaking symbol. Like, I saw a post ridiculous. today where
1: someone's only Christmas decoration was the leg lamp in the window yeah. in their house. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> it was like you go. Wow. Oh,
2: wow. Um. What about you, Keller? Do you have any um, favorite?
0: i i have like
3: a couple different favorites actually and um there it shows like the the duality of my personality because one of them is like the griswolds family christmas because who doesn't love the griswolds family christmas
2: that's lampoon's vacation yeah, yeah. Yep, that's because
3: good. that's just an amazing movie um but on the other hand of that like the christmas carol with ebenezer scrooge and specifically the muppet christmas carol because i don't know why which is <laughs> that
1: i've you know, seen I mean, it it's adorable it's the
2: most it's the, the best, one best christmas, christmas, christmas movie ever
1: really
3: <laughs> I don't know Muppet one in particular but like just that story in general like those those are some of my fate like on the more traditional side, that's one of my favorite ones. But if I want to like sit down and laugh my ass off, definitely National
2: Lampoon. Like, now despite the fact that that the Muppets isn't as is, is, it was a movie. Um, did you hear any of the controversy that has been around it lately? No. What? with the missing scene for what?
3: the Christmas Carol or the Muppet Some
2: movie, M- Muppet Christmas movie, About oh, Christmas yeah. Carol
3: you got to remember, I don't do the, the whole TV news thing. I'm very so, sheltered. When
2: you watched Muppet Christmas Carol, how did you actually see it? And this is a strange question in the way I'm, way I'm asking it. But Did you see it in the theater? Did you see it on videotape? Did you see it on TV?
3: It was how probably, have you seen it? Probably VHS in, on TV.
2: Okay, so at some point you have seen the 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 correct version of the movie. Probably. Um, there's a song between Ebenezer Scrooge and his girlfriend that she sings to him, basically called The Love Is Gone, and she breaks up with him in that scene. Um, yeah. apparently, it's something that vanished so that oh. on subsequent releases, they have never been able to release a copy with that, even though all of our VHS copies had it. Really? And wow. apparently Brian Henson just finally found the missing clips because whoever worked at Disney thought that it would bring the movie down and kids wouldn't understand anyway. So they wanted to cut it. And apparently it was cut in for the movie theater, too, from my understanding. And, and it was it, only on the VHS that's copy.
3: That's interesting. Which
2: huh. I have never seen it without that song. Right. So... I and you watch it on Disney Plus. I don't believe it's been restored yet. I could be wrong because I'm I'm not 100% up to date. But as of 4 or 5 months ago it had been restored yet. I mean, and I if...
3: sorry, finish.
2: No, uh, sorry, and on on the v- on DVD, it's been released twice. One of them has the theatrical and one of them has the VHS version but they can never do it in high definition mm-hmm. because they don't have the footage to do it as high right. definition.
4: Right. So
2: um, they do now, but it is interesting. So your Blu-rays and stuff can't have something that hasn't been upgraded. So they like Ben on and Broomsticks and the the right. extended ending, which we talked about, you know, yeah. the, like for, if you buy a Blu-ray, it has to be the original cut. It can't be the, the added footage because it's never been upgraded to be Blu-ray quality.
3: That's interesting. Uh, so that,
2: yeah, so I was just curious if you knew that, because there's like this huge weird story behind Muppet Christmas Carol. Hmm.
1: <gasps> oh my gosh, oh. I, I'm so sorry. Can I add to my, I do have one Christmas movie that yes. I had a phase where I watched it a lot of times, and it was Adam Sandler's Eight Crazy Nights. Which isn't technically oh. like a Christmas movie, but. I mean, jacked with that one. It for is. A
3: while. I'm going to bring up the most controversial thing ever and you can fight me cuz you're wrong. Die hard.
2: That's a Christmas movie. Fucking
3: Christmas movie.
2: I have the Christmas edition of that movie.
1: Explain. <laughs> Did it just oh, out it. during Christmas.
2: Uh, it, it does... takes place on Christmas Eve the whole <laughs> film. Oh.
1: I guess the never intent.
2: watched it. oh oh. oh, oh. What? <laughs> Rich- yeah, Rich- I I she
1: just, just hurt me
2: on lots of levels. <laughs> I
1: said, dismantled Richard. <laughs> um, yeah, I I don't believe I've ever watched Die Hard. I saw somebody the other
3: day though. It was one of those <laughs> stupid posts on Facebook that and inf- that was like. Die Hard's not a Christmas movie. It's a it's a Harry Potter movie because Bruce Willis just spends two hours running away from Alan Rickman, and I was like, you know what? <laughs> it,
1: I don't know I anything about that. the movie, but that's funny.
2: Yep. <laughs> one, you need to sit there and you need to go and watch Die Hard immediately. <laughs> With a vengeance, I might add. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, wow. Yeah, it's like the ultimate Christmas movie. It's got... It's got Carl from Family Matters.
3: Yep. That's where the Yippee-Ki-Yay motherfucker comes from.
2: Yep. Really? Um,
3: yeah.
2: Yep. All right. I literally, so I have this Die Hard DVD set. That is an actual tower of Die Hard. Yep. Like the actual tower. Yeah, you've seen it. Nakatomi yeah. Plaza. Yep. Yeah. It, and I have the addition where it's wrapped in ugly Christmas sweater.
0: Yep. It's
2: amazing. You need to see it. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. I will
1: okay. add what? it to my goddamn
2: list of must-sees.
1: Especially yes. for the
2: holidays, you will appreciate it. Yes. What's the next movie on the list because I feel All right. like- Yeah, we uh, we we have talked a lot about movies. Uh <laughs> I guess it's going to happen. It is Christmas. Yeah. The next one on the list is Christmas at Pee-wee's Playhouse. Oh god, Nope. moving on. You see the one thing I like about it is Annette <laughs> Funicello was on it. So which is why I have it.
3: <laughs> right. I mean, fair, but moving on. All right, move. Pee Wee Herman Nightmares.
2: Yeah Yeah, don't we all? Like I Nightmare told Jackson, my son played Blood Pee-wee's
1: World. Playhouse one time and I stopped and stared at it and was like, You're not allowed to watch this. I don't know. It upset and made uh-huh. me uncomfortable. I don't even know what it was about. And I was just like, I don't like these feelings. You know, nope. Like-
3: I feel like the, an entire generation has repressed memories about Pee Wee Herman's Playhouse, and none of us can explain why we just all do. Like you mention mention his name, and we're all like, "Nope." It was
1: like a physical <laughs> rejection that happens.
2: <laughs> that show was terrible.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It's upsetting. It's no. It they was very
4: why?
3: upsetting. I don't so, know. I don't know why they thought that was good for children.
2: So one of my favorite things is. Well, for for Christmas specials, I like to sit down with the Rankin and Bass Christmas specials. Now, that being said, there are lots of people out there that pr- pr- probably are not aware of things like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer having three movies, or, you know, Frosty the Snowman having four. I knew or, he had two. Yes. See, there the, So i my little dedication space today is I really like the Rankin and Bass Christmas films for the most part. Now I don't watch all of them, but I do have my favorites. And that being, you know, said, you know, I love Rudolph and Rudolph and Frosty were probably my two favorites. Being, being. You know, sheltered the way I was, Gr- Grandma. Whenever she would sneak something in, she would try to sneak in those cartoons that would be like, "Just don't tell your mother and show me." Aww,
1: like, that's very yeah. Sweet. That's
2: that's how I've i managed to see them. Your grandma's so, a badass. So, and that's probably why I saw all of the weird ones. So, for anybody not aware. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer from 1964 had a direct sequel and it's called Rudolph's Shiny New Year. Fun fact, Frank Gorchian does voices in it. Um, And then there's Rudolph and Frosty's Christmas in July. Of course, that didn't come around until 1980. So then you go back to Frosty the Snowman and you have Frosty the Snowman but then you also have Frosty, um, Frosty's Winter Wonderland which is where he meets his girlfriend Crystal and they get married and then she reappears as well when Rudolph and Frosty's Christmas in July um, then of course I happen to love of all of them Jack Frost and no one seems to remember Jack Frost it seems to be the only one they remember is the horror movie well it was a Nickelodeon film where the father gets killed and he comes back as a snowman.
1: I totally yeah, not remember that. that movie. That was a fun one.
2: Not that Jack Frost. I remember Frost. it as a kid. Yeah. Super disappointed if you go for the Jack Frost that You know, came out in 1979. Oh. Just, <laughs> just bad. putting it out there. You know, um, No Rankin and Bass, did you other other ones um i i like the um silent night with the with the mice with the little cartoon mice i think they're adorable and they there is a special though it's listed here as ranking and bass i'm not sure that it is and that is the life and adventures of santa claus which is based on the El Frank Baum book who wrote the wizard of oz um oh right isn't it so there are stuff that I'm not as familiar with. Um, you know, Santa Claus is coming to town. I never saw that. I still mm-hmm. haven't seen that. I haven't seen the little drummer boy. I haven't seen the stingiest man in town. I don't know what that is, but it is. Well,
1: I don't there. know what that is either.
2: I <laughs> have not seen Cricket on the Hearth.
1: I have um, not Nope.
0: I I have not seen
2: Nestor the Long Eared Christmas Donkey. I have not seen <laughs> Leprechaun's Christmas Cold. It sounds very okay. odd.
0: Huh. I have not um, seen
2: Pinocchio's Christmas. Also sounds odd. That
4: sounds, that's
2: terrible. And I've not seen the first Easter rabbit either. Which shouldn't even be in their Christmas list. They also but did a Halloween a movie too. Easter
1: Rabbit is in a Christmas list. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, so
2: I well, feel like only, there's uh,
1: some laziness happening. Oh,
2: <laughs> oh, oh, oh! No, it says the 12 ranking and Bass Christmas specials ranked, but yet that's listed, and they left out the Mouse and His Child, which I love. The Mouse and His Child. So huh. there, there are some Christmas specials out there that, if you haven't seen them, and if you're like, "Oh my god," there's a sequel to Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. For the fun fact, the original author of the original, the original poem book slash, he wrote three three Rudolph books. I just discovered this, all printed back in the forties and fifties. So you know, huh. just just for a little fun tidbit of information, and that's not even the Disney Christmas stuff that's odd and strange. Huh. Um, okay, so back to the list on this one. The next one on this list is a Charlie Brown Christmas.
1: Charlie Brown Christmas. I mean, I'm sure I've seen it once. Yeah, I know. I I'm. think it's standard holiday
3: viewing yeah, everybody's seen Charlie Brown's Christmas at least once,
2: which I'm not a Charlie Brown fan at all. So,
3: <laughs> having, you live under a tree or, a rock. You're or you have a face somewhere where there's there's no no internet, TV, electricity? Like everybody's seen this.
1: Yeah, like I feel yeah. There's a age limit you reach, and you have unless you are from an environment where they definitively do not participate. That is a very standard; like it just happens eventually, very much without your permission. You watch it uh-huh. at least once.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, the next one on this list is going to be one that. Did think- you see
1: how I included you, Richard? Did you see? I did. did.
2: I, <laughs> I appreciate you. <laughs> I'm sorry. the next one Be on curious. this list is the Bob Hope Christmas special. Now, oh, whenever you hear these things, like Bob Hope did so many specials, he did lots and lots of stuff for people, and he you know his he, generally his specials were usually very funny, and they would have guest stars um and there's a ton of them throughout the years. I don't know why they specifically point this one this one out. Um, But he had several Christmas specials and this one that they're pointing out uh, started in 1962 and went every year until 1994. So if you like that or you want background noise, it's kind of like the Macy's Day Parade where you don't have to put a lot of serious thought into it. It's just something that's going to be holiday-themed and family-friendly that you can put on while you're cooking. And you get a lot of classic actors and stuff that show up, which, you know, you can do that for Murder, She Wrote. Uh, <laughs> like, I just never put a lot of value into those little Christmas, like the Doris Day Christmas special, as much as I like Doris Day. Um, I collect her movies, that's why I have it. But I do find them, that they were almost... I dare say a dime a dozen.
1: Well, and, and that's like, new. I don't distinctly remember what those are about. Like, I don't, what are they?
2: Are they, they they're they not, for the, for the most part, all these specials, they get on and they are a series of, they'll sing, they'll do a skit. They'll do, is like, think of watching a Carol Burnett show. Like it's, it's a variety oh, okay. show. It's, it's a live variety stage show. Variety, uh, extravaganza. I gotcha. Sometimes they'll do them on a set that's got a Christmas tree and a house, you know, like Bubble as a backdrop. Sometimes it'll just okay. be, if it's a singer, sometimes it'll just be them sing, you know, different songs and it's a holiday concert. So they think they're Christmassy, but they're not. I mean, they they're there for a Christmas theme and to give viewers some reason to tune in. Okay. I I don't understand it more than that, really. The problem is it's not being raised with holidays either. Like, I never really saw a point to them. Like, I don't watch a lot of stand-up either, though. Got it. So, you know, it's just for those people that like that genre, I believe.
1: Well, if I remember, like, a variety show is just a collaboration. Like, they'll find different performers and musicians, right. and everybody comes in and does something. And I guess you would just Christmas theme it, but right. I think I was a little late for like that kind of thing happening, or my household just didn't really watch them, or maybe I was too young to care mm-hmm.
2: anyway. well, the problem is is that the back the t v executives always try to gear programming toward the people that can actually spend money, so a lot of the older people from the forties and fifties grew up with when variety shifts shows is how television started, that's their base point. So they were appealing to the older public that would still tune in and still buy products. Because it's all about product placement what they can sell to you oh, know commercials Oh yeah, makes and sense. They're
1: they're targeting the
2: infomercial crowd. Right. Yes, without being infomercial.
1: I gotcha. Um so,
2: you know, like, right now, you notice everything from the 80s is back, because we are the consumers. We're the ones that have the bigger bucks, and we're the ones that have the 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 attachment to stuff from our childhood.
3: Uh-huh.
2: So, everything that was old is new again. Whether they freshen it up, whether they re-release classics, whether they do a reunion, whether they suddenly start a new TV show. You know, um... It seems it doesn't really matter as long as they're trying to tap into that that big wave of nostalgia, because nostalgia sells. Huh. I'm apparently very cynical.
1: Fucking smart. No, that's fucking smart. That makes sense. I'm sure that's explained in a book I have called "The Secret Life of Groceries" that my grandmother gave me and I never read, but that's makes a ton of sense.
2: That's true. Uh Yeah, it does. They made a movie of that book really? It was called Sausage Party
1: Oh they didn't No they didn't uh, I've watched that no. How dare you bring it up
2: <laughs>
1: I hate everything you represent right now movie <laughs> like, is groceries. an assault on the senses
2: Oh that will, we'll have to discuss that one further Because I love that movie I'm sure but you do I love, Well it's an attack on religion so when you take all the shock value stuff out and you actually look at all the underlying messages, and I'm not a big religious fan, so um, I, I, most uh, of the people that got upset with it were your religious groups.
1: Really, I don't hmm. uh, see. I don't want to risk suggesting that I would be willing to revisit it because, again, assault on the
2: senses. It was just a lot. It, it it was, but but at some point. Go back, revisit it, look at it as if they're talking about Christianity. I'll and, then, try. and then you're going to get a whole new outlook on that movie. I saw it four times in theaters.
3: Good God!
2: Yeah, oh my god, they're amazing. Um, anyway, moving back to Christmas. <laughs> oh, the next one they list is Rudolph, which I think I covered <laughs> pretty did, well. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> the next one is A Claymation Christmas Celebration Now who doesn't remember the California Raisins
1: Oh my god Sorry What,
2: what? I, I do remember
1: the California Raisins I don't wait Are we talking about like the cartoons of raisins Yes Yeah they're okay. like the clay- Heard it
2: through
1: the grapevine sure. it's
2: through. It's sure. Whoa. Heard it through the grapevine Nobody wants yes. me singing No we don't
1: want you singing do need a parachute of
2: well, the they player, were trying so. To sing with you. Yay! <laughs> they were so popular that in 1987, my favorite year of television, they had a Christmas special called uh, "Will Vinton's Claymation Christmas."
1: I'm, I don't. Okay. All right.
2: Well, Will Vinton had, had was doing a lot with this style of animation, and people were digging it. And the California Raisins were popular, so they headlined the show. <laughs> And it's a variety show hosted by two dinosaurs and features songs performed by anthropomorphic raisins, among other characters.
3: Oh my God. Like you, as soon as you said dinosaurs, it like unlocked this, like memory in my brain. And I remember
0: this. Holy crap. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. It was Holy a variety God. show, so it was it just like a collaboration of different cartoons.
2: It was, all, it was all stop motion animation, yep. all made by Will Vinton. So he had other uh-huh. creations, but his favorite, is his famous one, the one that that put him on the map, was the California Raisins. Uh huh. He also did, fun fact, um, all the gnomes <laughs> in Return to Oz.
0: Huh? They were well-written claymation creations. Really?
2: Anyway, um, so yeah, that's that's
1: That's cool. Oh, all uh, right, it's a
2: cool special.
1: Came here to learn, and so shall they be educated. Carry on, (laughs) keeper of the knowledge.
2: The next special is (laughs) a Christmas Carol, TNT,
0: nineteen ninety nine. Yay! This is. What? Said, "Yay, there she is!" So
2: this is the one with Patrick Stewart that they're saying is, you know, is cynical to the to a core, and that might convince me to watch it. There was a movie on sci-fi version adaptation last year that you know convinced me to watch it because it looked evil. Um. But I don't think, I think if I had to pick a favorite Christmas carol, it's still Muppet Christmas Carol is my favorite and Scrooge is my second. So it's really hard to beat those when you get them. Yeah, it is. And they've done so many adaptations of A Christmas Carol, it's ridiculous. They have. You have the people that love the 30s one, you have the people that love the the 50s one. That's the one where the
1: dude gets taken back by the spirits, right?
2: Um, no. Yes, I believe. Yes, yes. I think okay. that is. Um, you know, they've had parodies over every TV show about with it. They've done cartoon specials. Mickey's Christmas Carol is adorable from the eighties. Um, of course, there's a Mickey one. I don't know why I would think otherwise. Uncle Scrooge, is Scrooge. Have you not seen that? Oh, like that's it's twenty minutes of of classic Disney fun.
1: I mean, again, I'm sure it was in a background at some point that just, I don't know. I always tuned out around Christmas. Christmas movies were never my jam. It's not that I don't like them. I just never remember them.
2: That's also fair. Super fair. Well, you know, all those feelings things too, they get kind of get a little The husband says it's not
1: traumatizing
2: enough. Or it's too traumatizing. <laughs> right? Or it's too traumatizing. I mean, think of the Care Bear Stare. There was power there. They killed Satan.
1: It's, <sighs> it is anyway. such an
2: opposite end.
3: That <laughs> just went places I don't think I want to go.
2: Oh. Um, and then there's, you know, Lifetime did their Divas Christmas Carol, which I think they did two or three of. Um, you know, th- there's just... You- You can find a Christmas Carol very easily over the holiday season in some form. Christmas carols. Watch your favorites, or watch our favorite versions of it. Muppet Christmas Carol is the best. Um, (laughs) Just, just saying. Um, That brings us ha. The next one is a Christmas Carol, nineteen eighty four, the one with Michael Caine. Look. Oh, oh, yay. Okay. The next one is Star Wars Holiday Special from 1978. What? I'm sorry. That is amazing. It's on the list. What is that? Who? Who? Who created it? I'm sorry. Star Wars was a, a program created by George Lucas and put into oh, theaters. I'm aware.
1: The next- <laughs> wait. <laughs> so, wait. George Thank Lucas you. created the Star Wars Christmas Special?
2: Um. Not specifically.
1: I didn't, I didn't think so. So who who is responsible so, so, for what I'm sure is that atrocity?
2: Oh I my God! You. It is considered. It is. It is. It is very well known. It's considered one of the worst specials of all time. Um <laughs> So when George Lucas, when the when the when he got his movie funded for Star Wars. And this is my understanding. Of course, you know he—he, he, you know, it was 20th Century Fox that put up funding. George Lucas was not a name. He did not have his own money. He had to deal with studios making edits. Thank God. Um, you know, George Lucas should never be allowed on his own. He's proven that. Back then, he had—you know—he was reined in, and money wasn't affluent, etc. And there was a clause in the contract that 20th Century Fox did, saying that if things went well that they could use characters and likenesses and other things for, you know, one-shots. So, when Star Wars became a hit, they said, we're going to cash in on this and do a TV variety special because, you know, <laughs> they were a thing. And they're going to do it with Star Wars characters. <laughs> so,
4: the, so the Star Wars
2: was- holiday special was thrown together very quickly. Okay. It's a lot to unpack there. So (laughs) George Lucas has been quoted as saying that he would burn every copy he could if he could.
1: All right. Well, you know what, George? Good on you for knowing to admit when you had a bad idea. (laughs) That sounds so.
2: Even though he is credited with character creations, he is not really the owner of the copyright. He did get enough money. I feel that he's the one that's blocked it for so long from coming to light, Although he's failing more and more as each year goes by. Um, this is not a rare special to find, as it, you know. It, it aired one time and was shelved. It should be rare, but VCRs existed in 1978, <laughs> so even my grandmother had this on tape. So I've never not had the special in my life. It's just terrible. I didn't. Um, even, I'm so
0: sorry. You
3: know. so, oh. What'd you say? I said I didn't even know it existed till just a few years ago.
2: Yeah. Um. So I, you I know, was
1: this moment years old.
2: <laughs> well, they're going back to Chewie's home planet for Life Day, which is the equivalent of Christmas. What I think hey. makes this so bad is that they have, and because once again, it's a variety special. You have appearances by Diane Carroll, Jefferson Starship, B. Arthur. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All. <laughs> Peoples, sure. People, yeah. Um, you know, Carrie Fisher is well known, was drunk on the set, and sings drunk. Um super hilarious. Oh, that's sad.
1: It probably was really funny at the time, but it's sad. Oh, I
2: have it if you need to see it. She does stand-up
1: comedy now, I think, and it's pretty funny.
2: I mean, you know, (coughs) she's... There's so much I want to actually do right now. You see, Carrie Fisher died a few years ago.
1: Are talking about the same person? I could have swore she said I saw her do stand-up comedy. Hold on.
0: She I mean, did I mean it's it's very early. Weekend at
1: Bernie's now.
0: Did she... ah. Richard? Hey. What? Richard? No.
2: I'm going to hell? Yes. Okay, just checking. She's anyway.
0: To...
3: <laughs> She's probably probably we're in heaven right now being like that fucking asshole.
2: <laughs> I don't know. She was drunk on on set of Star Wars Holiday Special.
3: I mean, I probably would have been drunk on set of the Star yeah. Wars. That's probably the only way mean, she
2: could do it. On a fun note, on Carrie Fisher, she did go on to play in a couple of Disney TV movies, and um, you know, she's Debbie Reynolds' daughter. Um, she did an episode of Fairy Tale Theater with S. Thumbelina. <laughs> Mm. She's just best known for Star Wars. Anyway.
3: Oh, Carrie Fisher. Yeah, it's so.
1: Carrie Fisher in one in Wishful Drinking, YouTube. Uh, I did see her. She Jim a little her. bit looks like Rob Zombie not Rob Zombies.
2: Uh I uh, do, 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 do. Ozzy Osbourne's wife. A weird way. I love the fact, though, that you're the only one in my friend circle that did not even was not even aware that she had passed away. So I applaud. No,
1: you. I think I heard that she passed away, but I remember that she did stand up or had was had moved on to stand up. I don't remember. Yes, yeah, she I mean, had on to stand system.
3: up, but she she passed away like right as solo came out.
2: Oh yes that's very true no. all i know is that if i die i hope that somebody uses me as a ventriloquist dummy and uses me in their stand-up routines after i'm no, dead
1: no richard no i like there are laws that wouldn't allow that wish to be a thing but we'll look into it for you excellent here is sure there's countries <Yeah>
3: tone of voice where he's like I'm so dumb with your shit but all he says is oh Richard like I can just I can hear that right now
2: (laughs) so I'm super happy that the Star Wars Holiday Special came up it is the first appearance of Bounty Hunter Boba Fett and you know in an animated sequence and there was a cookbook that came out with the special Originally. So there's all kinds what? of fun facts. Did you know that there were Ewok oh. movies too?
3: I did know that.
2: Okay, good. Because I own those too. Of course you do. Of course you do. Battle Andor and Caravan of Courage. Yes. <laughs> um, Dave is trying to avoid the Star Wars holiday special. We're going to do it here some night and during bad movie night.
1: Why would you put <laughs> someone through that?
2: because you it's know, christmas
1: you're a terrible person
2: it's Thank christmas <laughs> <laughs> Listen, why are you
1: being a bad person it's christmas it's
2: richard you do understand that after i watched house of yes for the first time with with yeah you know, the first time it was yeah. traumatizing that i immediately waited for Dave and immediately showed it to him so he could be traumatized too
3: yeah no like literally like Cheers. i left. No seriously like I left from watching it I was still traumatized I'm pretty sure Richard Was still traumatized Dave showed up And Richard was like hey you want to watch this movie Like (laughs) literally
2: (laughs) I didn't even give Dave Options he came in And I was like you know you're one of my best friends Right and he was like uh oh (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, like, i was like i have response. something
2: you have to show you it was I, like i rented it we only have it for one night only so even, it was like you come right over here and plop
3: i don't even uh-huh. think i'd made it home yet and i was getting marcos from richard going guess who i'm making dave watch
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, i literally live around the corner like
3: <laughs> poor dave it was great
0: poor dave <laughs> <laughs> When are we
3: going to get him on the podcast? We need to.
2: <laughs> At some point, we need to. we need to?
1: Best appearances.
2: Yes. We need yeah. to have him guest because he's such a movie guy, too. Oh, he is. Dave's great. Yeah, Dave's pretty awesome. Um, movie
1: buffs are fun, too. You've been a blast.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Number eight on their list is Is this SpongeBob Christmas? I have no idea. Is this a thing or is it part of an episode?
1: That it's shouldn't be on
2: never... on there. Mm-mm. Did it have its own airing? Like, well, I mean, did they give it a special time and place? Like, the Smurfs had three Christmas specials that don't count as part of the series. That's I why mean, I ask.
1: Well, probably, I guess it's... I
3: mean, it's probably both. Because, like, they, they do... Because... Okay, like, I don't know. Because when SpongeBob first came out, they would do, like... <laughs> special episodes that weren't exactly considered like Here specials but they were at the same time because like they did like Halloween episodes the whole week long and that's how we got like the Doodle Bob episode. It wasn't considered a special but we got it during Halloween week so it's considered like a Halloween episode but it's not at the same time but the more popular Spongebob got the bigger it got which is how we got like All the Spongebob movies, and so I don't, I don't, I don't know. I stopped watching Spongebob in, like, 2003 when it became shitty. The first couple years were
0: great, and then it went downhill. And that's just my personal opinion. Because, you know,
1: well, and that's uh, like a lot of those reasons are exactly why like, I was like, that shouldn't be on there. And then I kind of, the more I thought about it, the more I recanted on it. And the more you talk, the more I recanted on it. Cause it did kind of explode into pop culture and even like goth and counterculture for a minute. SpongeBob kind of like took over a certain age group for a period of time and more or less was around for 20 years. I mean, it's still around, but it's not as popular anymore, but it, it was, I guess, one of those cartoons that kind of had a moment of cultural explosion. I won't call it significance because it didn't really contribute to anything, but it it was big for a minute. Yeah, from like so, I guess everyone probably watched it because everyone oh, was watching SpongeBob. SpongeBob. Yeah,
3: and I would say, like, from ninety nine to probably either two thousand three or two thousand four, it was it was good. Like, I really enjoyed SpongeBob from those years. But after that, it really went downhill. Like, and that's when it got really big, too. That's when SpongeBob became like the show. And I think that's when it went downhill. Like after they did the first SpongeBob movie with David Hasselhoff, like that's <laughs> I mainstream. And I feel like that's when it started going downhill. So the SpongeBob Christmas show movie, it may be a standalone movie or it could just be a single episode. I don't know. Don't watch Spongebob anymore. I couldn't tell When you. was
1: the movie? Or not the movie, but when was the Christmas special episode? It doesn't okay. give me a year. No? Alright. I mean, they, do they
3: do a lot of wintry episodes and stuff, so I mean, they could have just <laughs> picked a winter episode. Who knows?
2: That's true. Anyway. And everyone should Chad know Austin, that their SpongeBob. favorite TV show has a Christmas episode somewhere. So yeah, you yeah like chances show, are you'll find one. I mean, even Rags to Riches had a Christmas episode, and it was goddamn terrible. That's yeah. the point. It was. That's kind of the tradition.
1: I heard yeah. someone say, like Christmas TV and Christmas movies are very much like background viewing, and they're meant to do that. They're meant to like be decorating a tree or making decorations or whatever. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they they got some words for you today. I know I mean, I'm getting bitched out, and I even just like clean their cages are all beautiful and shit. I don't know.
2: Well, one thing I also noticed too, like the list, they seem not to. They're like they're they're touching on all the cartoons? Like Mr. Magoo is next. Um, you know, and and I get like that, but there are like the Christmas TV movies. There are actually a few Christmas TV movies. That are actually good, and they were few and far between once upon a time, and it wasn't until recent years' hallmark that um <laughs> bad things started to happen, Hallmark, and they had to make <laughs> two hundred to three hundred a year hallmark um, <laughs> <laughs> It was awfully
1: pointed. Um, Tell us um, how you feel hallmark. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: I feel that Hallmark does Christmas in July. I feel that Hallmark does Christmas around Thanksgiving. And then they have their entire month of Christmas. I mean, Hallmark was doing Christmas movies on feel- a Halloween night this year.
3: I feel like Hallmark does Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Hallmark. Oh,
2: no, that was Lifetime.
3: Tacos? Oh, Lifetime? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sorry. So a lot of their Christmas movies now are cookie cutter and they're crap because they're the same plot line, sometimes the same actors.
3: <laughs> I just... see what you did there. They're cookie
1: cutter. Anyways. See, I missed it for a second too. I was like, what?
2: Okay, it's fine. <laughs> so there is actually good Christmas movies out there.
3: Yeah, as... we've already talked about them.
2: Well, no, we really <laughs> about cartoons. I'm talking about like Smoky Mountain Christmas, which, yes, it's a retelling of Snow White and, and the Seven Dwarfs. It's got Dolly Parton. I hope everybody has seen this. It's a fun Christmas fairy tale. Oh, it's I from have the '80s. This. I haven't yeah. either. Don't feel bad. That makes me sad. I do own it. We can watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, of course,
1: you do, and sure we can. Why not? just <laughs> <laughs> sounds But so Respe- you got to respect Dolly Parton as an icon oh, yeah, in sure. itself. I'm not, I'm so not,
3: not dissing Dolly Parton. I'm just saying I haven't seen it.
2: I mean, Best Little Whorehouse in Texas is a massive classic.
3: Did you just say the Best Little Whorehouse in Texas?
2: Yeah, it's a movie.
3: Okay, just making sure I heard you correctly.
2: It was a musical <laughs> on Broadway. I'm
3: just making sure I heard the
2: words. <laughs> I take it you haven't seen that.
3: No, I'm not doubting you. I'm just making sure I heard the words that came out of your mouth.
2: No, I'm just putting it in my mind for later to show you. Because it's such a good movie.
1: <laughs> this list is getting out of hand. Our watch for later list. It's so bonkers. Okay, anyway.
2: Ridiculous. Well, that's because like I have everything. And it's like, you need to see. Have you not seen little uh Best Little Whorehouse in Texas either?
1: No. no (laughs) Either either (laughs) of
2: you? Oh my lord. Nobody has
1: seen these crazy obscure (laughs) movies. Listeners, if you have have... seen
2: these, please leave us messages that you have seen these. Validate my points. These movies (laughs) are wonderful. And they no. don't know what they're missing, and even more so, you Richard. should probably post clips.
3: No, don't, um, bad, Richard, because then Cat and I will never hear the end of it. Please, please don't boost him anymore. No, <laughs> oh, thank you. Come again.
1: We'll there see you next week. An fights old on Facebook
2: fights on Facebook. <laughs> there is <laughs> an old movie special called "The Homecoming: A Christmas Story" that has has been remade this year. Which I have not seen the remake yet. I missed the initial airing because yeah. I Yeah, you know, it's going to re-show on the twelfth, so I'm going to retape it and take a peek. The Homecoming is a Christmas movie that serves as a pilot for a TV series called The Waltons. Um, it was a it was a test run Christmas movie. The ratings did really well, so they decided to make a a series out of it, re- replacing the. Uh, Some of the adult characters, like they often do with pilots. Look at Dr. Quinn. Um, Anyway, (laughs) so the Homecoming is something that was very, very big in the early 70s, and people knew it then. Then they have remade it for the CW, which is very strange because you don't put the Waltons and the CW together.
3: Well, they do now, apparently.
2: Oh, I I don't know because you know if you've watched CW at all with you know things like Riverdale and
3: Supernatural,
2: uh, Riverdale. yeah, it's hard to picture something like the Waltons having a non-sexual take on it. There, that's that's the way. Late I'm night say.
1: viewing. It was their late night. Right.
2: Night viewing. I mean, it's not necessarily late night, but they are promiscuous. You know, they're a little. You know, ooh
1: la yeah. la. I mean, I watched <laughs> bounce, the CW. Bounce, bounce,
2: bounce. It's, it's the equivalent of best I could say, "Teenage Born," because it's mainly geared at teenage girls. That yeah. So I'm not sure how that's going to work out oh, for them. Twilight. Yeah, kind of. Yes, I mean they did the Vampire Diaries for God's sakes. Um,
3: also, also, Teenage
2: Born. Uh, <laughs> right. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see what stems of that. Um, that was a pretty big movie back in the day. Um, we have things like the Christmas List with Mimi Rogers, which was a Family Channel film that I doubt anybody remembers. And she, her coworker, gets her to write what she wants for Christmas on her a Christmas list and put it in for a department store saying and it starts coming true. Oh, um, interesting. It backfires. <laughs> Christmas in does. Connecticut
1: shenanigans ensue.
2: Christmas in Connecticut, you probably remember from the '50s. Well, they remade the film, and when they remade it, I I feel like they they made it better. Uh, TNN, uh, T, yes, no, TNT made made it. Um, and it is about a woman who runs a cooking TV show, and she. They've had a re- uh, a rescue of a guy out in Colorado. And the only thing that he said, the only thing he had from this rescue, I guess he had a fire or something. He had one of her cookbooks and they thought it would make a great Christmas special to import him. And he kind of comes in and he's really a dick to her. It's, it's, it's a great movie. It's from the nineties. Scott Diane Cannon and Chris Christopherson in it. Fun film. Um, highly, highly recommend for the people that don't know it, there is a sequel to It's a Wonderful Life, and that but... was a TV film called Clarence.
3: You can call Clarence because Clarence got his wings in the end of the movie, and he has to...
2: So uh, any true fan of It's a Wonderful Life should well, always watch Clarence it. with it, because, you know, it's the thing to do. I'm being a jerk right now, did you notice?
1: Yeah, I am. That's why I said should not watch it.
2: No, you no, got no, some no.
1: tude, but I have never seen.
2: I've never seen that either. It's got Ro- Robert Carradine in it, um, so you know it's it's fun. Terrible movie. If you at all liked *It's a Wonderful Life*, you probably should not watch it. But either or. um it's an oddity. Noted. Um, and then you have what I would like to call all my Disney stuff that nobody ever talks about. That's just. Wonderful, I mean, you could do something from like their original "Babes in Toyland," which is kind of Christmassy-ish, to Christmas Day at Disneyland, to something like "Um uh, Miracle Down Under." Miracle Down Under was a fantastic film about Christmas in Australia in the eighteen nineties, and it kind of gives you a real, more realistic look at Christmas and what it can. Due to, you know, families that just watching, you'll be surprised. There was I'm intrigued. A TV movie called "Good King Wenceslas" with Jonathan Brandis just before he died, and Stephanie Powers from Heart to Heart. That movie was absolutely wonderful too. (laughs) Um, we have the. Yep, that's what it's called, wow, okay, so we can't trust my memory. there it is the Christmas star <laughs> um with that asner um also a a disney telefilm um the um the ultimate christmas present, a Disney channel film that was a massive amount of fun. Don't know if you see I wish I
1: remembered that one because that sounds I don't like something that, I've seen. I, I didn't watch a
3: lot of the Disney TV movies, like
2: I don't know. Well, I just didn't. The ultimate Disney the ultimate Christmas present was a DCOM a Disney Channel original movie in 2002 I think. So you may have seen it?
1: No, I'm telling you I didn't see it. Oh. <laughs> no, but I may have, because like Disney yeah. Channel movies were very much my age group. Like they caught that, yeah, that section for me. So I've seen yeah, a lot like- of those like weird, obscure Disney Channel movies. I just don't remember them exactly because they were very, oh. again, it was very cookie cutter and very, they they were background movies. Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah,
3: and I'm, I'm just enough older than you, Kat, where I really wouldn't have watched them. You know, it's like, it's like Harry Potter. Like I've seen the movies, but I haven't
1: read the books because I'm, I was like, just you weren't quite their target. You were like a little past that.
3: Just old enough where I was like, this, this isn't going to be anything I'm interested in. So,
2: um, there was a, a more modern Christmas movie called Love at the Christmas Table, which was really, really good. It kind of stood out. I don't think it was life. I think it might have been Lifetime, not the other one. And the Twelve Men at Christmas was kind of funny too, but that had Christian it channel. With him. I love her. Chris, Christian Chenoweth is wonderful. Uh, holiday and Handcuffs I like, but I like Melissa Joan Hart, so I'm probably skewed toward that. Um, oh, yes. oh my god,
3: Melissa Joan Hart, that's
2: the name I haven't heard in a while. <laughs> um, there is a new Disney movie on Disney Plus called Godmother, which is surprisingly sentimental and not really Christmassy, but Christmassy at the same time. It is it's a oh, funky I just- movie, but I, I really enjoyed that one as well. And then I think huh. my ultimate favorite TV Christmas special I, I watch every year and have ever since it aired is A Very Brady Christmas, which I, for some reason, just love that movie. I, I was a kid. It was 1987, and it felt very warm and friendly and not the Brady Bunch, which is nice because they turned it from a, a comedy into a drama, and I approved of that so Wholeheartedly,
3: it is. oh my god, BB wants all the butt scratches. She's usually really good during the podcast, but it's a
2: very sentimental
1: movie for you. You have a cat all it over is. your face. No, this,
3: is this isn't even the cat, this is the dog. She's usually very quiet, but she's been over here poking me in the poking me with her nose and sticking her butt in my face because she wants the butt scratches.
2: There's also Life a is, is
1: demanding um, attention.
2: Like- there- There's also a TV movie from the 80s with Rue McClanahan and um, uh, the voice of Knight Rider, uh, William cat, and Keisha knight Pullman, and they did The Little Match Girl. And that movie is wonderful (laughs) as well. But that movie is extremely difficult to find, and I'm assuming most people here would not have access to it. Probably not. Um, You know, so, and and I haven't like there are still probably tons more that I could touch on, but you know, I kind of went off cause the list ended and I was trying to fill in with stuff that I knew that I really liked.
1: Um, well, and once again, by this point, if you haven't found a good suggestion and you're not listening,
2: right? The Christmas Chronicles is supposedly wonderful. I haven't watched either of them yet. And they got Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. Those are Netflix. Um, you know, at some point, there are on my list. There's a really good Netflix animated film called Klaus that we watched last year. Um, kind of just because we wanted background noise, and then we got sucked into it.
3: You know what else is a <laughs> I really like it when that good happens. Christmas movie?
2: What? I
3: said, you want to know what else is a really good Christmas movie?
2: Which one? Yes.
3: The Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, I like the Debbie Maycumber's "Um Mrs. Santa Claus" too. Um, no, no, no. Mrs. Santa Claus is a musical with Angela Lansbury. Call me, call me. Cla- uh, oh, what are the oh, all right? no.
3: what are the, the 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 Tim Allen movies? The, what are they called? Santa Claus or whatever. Santa the, Claus.
2: The, the... Oh, but those are theatrical. the, kind of the first so two were pretty em-
3: entertaining. Yeah. No, th- <laughs> I'm just. Yes. Thinking I'm just thinking of Christmas movies that I that I know and stuff.
2: Very it's- fair. Yes, yes. The Santa Claus was a thing. Um,
1: yeah, they were amusing. Just... I,
2: I remember being angry with the first one, and I really? need to revisit that and figure out why. Because I, you know, I I've watched them all.
3: I know what movie I have never seen, and I'm super angry with it, and I don't even know why, other than the fact that I think it's because it's become like a pulp cl- pop culture icon movie. And that's Elf with Will Ferrell. It's I not
2: that good. It's all super overrated.
3: I don't know why I hate that movie. I don't know why I absolutely refuse to see that movie, but I I, I just do.
2: I dislike will ferrell it's not a, a not a surprise there dave made me watch it which is fair considering i make him watch terrible things it's um it's not I didn't, even
3: a, a dislike of will ferrell because i mean yeah i'll admit he's not my favorite person on the planet but i absolutely love megamind and some of his other movies so it's not a will ferrell thing
2: i i didn't hate elf but i didn't Love it. I mean, I'm not going to be like, oh my God, this is the best Christmas movie ever. I have to see it every year. No, 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 no.
1: No. You know why I think it makes people uncomfortable? Or at least why I've decided it makes me uncomfortable. Looking back at that movie, it has so many boundary issues. They're done in such a sweet, passive, innocent way because he's an elf and he doesn't understand. Oh, but that yeah, that makes sense. Yep. There's a lot of them. Like if you think back to the movie, there's a lot of situations that straight up would never be okay. That's you are a strange coworker.
3: Yeah, see, I've Um, seen clips of it and stuff, and that might be why it might just be my subconscious being like, Nope, you don't you don't need this this crap. You
1: don't yeah, no, that's all bad. It's all bad information. Delete. That might be. Yep. And it is a very one of those movies that's like, this isn't As good as they're acting like it's this is not okay.
2: (laughs) Of course, there is the movies like Satan Claws and Santa's Slay S-L-A-Y. That are wonderful too, by the way.
1: I've heard (laughs) of Santa's Slay. I have not watched it. The other one I have not I have no (laughs) that's an amazing title.
2: We talked a little bit about it on the Halloween episode because it's something that sci-fi made last year and I hadn't seen it yet.
3: And then there's stuff like Krampus. Isn't that a horror movie?
2: That is yeah, a horror Krampus Christmas movie. It's fun. A it's a fun movie. Gremlins I is mean, another fun I mean, there's a couple of fun movie.
1: horror Christmas themed movies. I just haven't this gotten around happen- to them yet. I
3: mean, do we want to throw a curveball and do like a, a horror Christmas
1: movie? I would love I to do a horror Christmas movie. Can I scroll through and pick one? <laughs> Go for sure. it! Like, no, I think it's right. actually Richard's pick this week, but like after I don't know. Oh, how many more weeks of this do we have? Not many. We have a few.
2: No, we we only have. Well, right. let's see. Three weeks. Got- Christmas is on Saturday, so we will only have two more episodes.
3: Yeah, because the twelfth is a movie, the nineteenth is a talk, and then the twenty-sixth is a movie.
2: Yep. And the twenty-sixth is after Christmas.
1: Yep. But the twenty sixth will be Christmas oh, movie. Still, I, movie. It's still I technically guess I assumed prison. we were going to do them till the end of December
2: because well, that's how perfect. the radio does it. Yeah, then that may... <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: I made that assumption. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like public radio
3: rules. You're in charge of the podcast. We do what
1: you want. <laughs> I just... Oh, I keep forgetting that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I uh, like it but if you want to do a dark Christmas movie this week, I will relent my title to you, and I'll just pick up the next movie title.
1: It'll give you time to pick something very upsetting. I'm sure. No, it's Christmas. It should be safe, right? We're safe. Oh, <laughs> silence. You we deafening want. silence. Okay. <laughs> um. Play, either way, yes, I would like to. I would like to pick a Christmas themed horror movie at some point, and I would be excited to do that. Anyway,
2: moving on. Or do you want me to we'll do this? Out. Next we will figure and out Then details. you do the one after it. That is super fair. Um. Do
1: it! Do it! Do it! Do 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 do! Excited. Okay.
2: Okay, so I mean, we came to the end of the the list. I'm sure if I look hard enough, I can find tons and tons more. Like, like I said, we hadn't really um discussed the Debbie Maycumber. Mrs. Mrs. Claus or "Call Me Claus," or what I, I gotta find that as Taurus Roberts.: It was a cute movie. Mrs. Miracle. That's what it is. And Mrs. Santa Claus: if you... say,
1: "Call me Claus" sounds upsetting. That's OK.
2: And Miss the Santa Claus is a musical that Angela Lansbury did as a TV movie in 1996. Oh. It was the first time that they'd done a musical in so many, I want to say it was like 25 years on television. That's the one that restarted off that whole musical bit. And um, it was a lot of fun. So, you know, there's that. And I love Angela Lansbury. Oh, I just saw a new movie with her. Oh, yeah, check out this cast. I had it's got Angela Lansbury, it has Dick Van Dyke, it has Jane Seymour, it has Roma Downey, it has um Um Yep, that's the person's name. Good job. <laughs> Hang on. I I, I didn't it necessarily has some people
3: when they do the things. They do some uh, stuff,
2: probably. So proud of you, um, Kate Winslet. Um, I some words.
0: <laughs> Eventually,
3: there's going to be
2: end. An- uh, Charles Shaughnessy from Nanny. Like it was, it was a really, it was a, it was a, a fun cast. The problem with it, I think, was the lead actress. She was a little girl, and it was her first movie, and she. Oh, that can be tough. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it, like she tries, and the movie tries. Um, it, it fails like on a scale of one to 10, this movie probably gets a five.
1: Well, what? and I wonder if she was a little girl and it was her first movie, I have a lot of uh, kind of just questions about that. Cause Dick Van Dyke was kind of known to be a very on point and well, like he was extravagant, but then also expected a lot from what I understood of his, his Workers. co-workers. Yeah. and could be a very, um, even a scary man to work with sometimes, because he was also a, a very much a drinker. Would
2: sometimes oh, this movie was called Buttons, A Christmas Tale. <laughs> and it's, it sounds and, like a dog's name. And it's a musical. Huh. And it's... Okay. It it was basically a direct-to-DVD. They released it to theaters for one night only, and that's probably because Dick Van Dyke and Angela Lansbury together. Like, I was super excited for that pairing, and Jane Seymour is just a bonus to me. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Like, they, I feel like all the money was spent on the actors. Right. (laughs) Probably. And it is... uh, They... The music comes off as being Broadway. The movie comes off as being Hallmark. So what? you can't oh, take no. Broadway numbers and put them into a Hallmark movie. Oh, it no. really doesn't work well. Oh, and then when you have the lead actress is this little girl who is oh, oh she's weak. She's not like but first considering time what they had to young, pay Probably for next the to a very
1: scary drunk
2: man. Sorry. <laughs> So you know, there's you know all of that together. Um, I bought the movie off Amazon last year for three bucks because I saw that Jane Seymour was in it and Angela, and I'm like, why haven't I not seen this? So I wasn't gonna pay the three bucks to rent it when I could own it for three bucks. So I bought it and I just watched it the other day because I was I've been sick all week, and um, it was one of those where I thought it would make me feel better and it didn't. It was nice to see. <laughs> it was nice to see dick van dyke oh. working it's nice to see angela lansbury working you know um it's from 2018 so it's it's you know and they did mary poppins returns together as well so i think it was well, probably done it during it was, that like, same time frame. Mean
1: by then so
2: yeah <laughs> maybe that's fair i i gotta admit the man is no wonderful proof, i've never
1: worked with him so that's yeah, no- true <laughs>
2: I don't know. Thank I haven't
1: researched.
2: <laughs> but yeah, I um it, it was an interesting watch. If anything else, don't huh? expect to be wowed. Don't be like, ooh, this is Oscar winning. Just have those happy feels that you have. Murder She Wrote and Diagnosis Murder Together for the first time.
1: Just go for the
2: ride if you're gonna, if you have some time for the actors. It's like watching, it's like watching Murder She Wrote. Like, Murder She Wrote is the same formula every week. It's episodic, it's there's nothing new. Someone's gonna die, she's gonna solve it, blah, 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 blah. The reason why you watch Murder She Wrote is because she had all these big named actors that popped up, and you, it was sometimes the last chance you get to see them, right? And you're like, oh my god, that's Howard Keel. Oh my god. That's Doris Day. Oh my god, that's Shirley Jones. You know, she had big-named actors, that, and they were all just getting older, and they didn't have roles anymore, and it was kind of like a, hey, let's support each other.
1: Yeah, it's and, like easy paid feature work, and right. you draw a crowd that yeah. way.
2: Sure. And you get people that are nostalgic that are sitting at home with televisions, and being like, hey, you know, television, you know, because the medium was just, you know, in its heyday in the 80s, so... Like you said her.
1: before, nostalgia sells. So it's it again, does. it <laughs> triggers that that thing inside us that's like, oh, I recognize that person. This gives me a familiar feeling. Yeah. Right, we want to experience that again, and then you come. And- back
2: and- Week. And there's something about seeing reunion movies, and they're they're much older, and you know you've seen how they age and it just makes you feel like oh they've aged too, like you've never really lost them when they went off the air. They're you know they're still there, they're still in their they characters. Aged with form. me, oh yeah,
1: you get yeah. that again. You get that moment,
2: right? They're, like, man, wow, they're good they, at
1: marketing. That's scary. That's some scary shit. I'll never the remember.
2: One. I'll never forget my mother being like, oh my god, he looks so old now. And they'd be like, yeah, well, that happens after so many
1: years. (laughs) You know time and all.
2: (laughs) Right. And I have like, like, so for me, like Perry Mason, I hated the original show. I I don't like it. It's black and white. It's very, and I like black and white. It's because it's episodic black and white and, and just boring. But when they had the reunion movies of sorts, when he came back as an adult and they became more exciting and less, they tried more things. Then, and I like the movies. I can sit down and watch any of them and have that wonderful nostalgic feeling without the really boring blah sure. it's well, weird
1: i mean i don't I haven't seen that, so I'm not I'm not I'm familiar with the feeling, but I don't know that
2: that oh like i i, I yeah. and I also collect reunion movies, so like when they brought heart to heart <laughs> back like heart to heart i I love the show, so when they brought the movies back, it was just. It was just wonderful. It was just, and they were longer. You could do so much more with a two hour time frame than you can with a one hour time frame. So you can develop a story. So they're better written too, I feel.
1: Sure. They didn't have to like force this, the, these character arcs in this limited amount of time. That's a good it's point. You.
2: I didn't think it's about that. The only reason why TV show reunion, the new shows, like you have Dallas that came back and which was, the first one that actually did it, that brought all the original cast and they picked up from where they left off. The TV shows now are not episodic. They don't have to do a story in a one hour or a half hour time frame. They can do the story as a 10 hour movie and they divide it up into episodes. Right. Because that opened up in 2004 when um, you had... Lost and Desperate Housewives that premiered the same week with the same type of storyline and all of a sudden people were like, oh, we can want, but now everybody's jumped on board and you no longer have anything that is really episodic on television anymore and it's very annoying because sometimes you really only want something that's going to be short and you don't have to come back week after week to finally see the whole damn thing because then you have to invest so much time and energy into definitely seeing them. So yeah. you know, and that's where and they
1: found a way to rebottle that later as binge watching. But yeah, it's it almost right. like it worked in their favor to work on that half an hour or once a week schedule and then you get these reunions, this burst of reunion
2: specials
1: mm-hmm. I think that's,
2: time. That is one of the reasons though why T V shows do much better now, I think. Because they have longer time frames to tell a story.
1: I mean, you're probably right. A lot of TV shows are approaching even like, closer to the hour mark.
2: Right. And they don't end with one episode. Right. It continues on into the next and the so next. So you can take a whole season and say, this is our episode. We have 10 hours to tell it in. Blah, 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 blah. What can we do? Where yeah, how many the- can... Right. Where you take any series from the 80s or 90s or or before... Um, and you can pretty much, you, you have to watch it from point A to point B, you know, it's, it's one hour, you have 45 minutes to tell a full story and then you go on and they do another new story next week.
1: Yeah. And there's, I mean, there can be a lot left over. I do remember that about like half hour, um, what do you call it? Make a date TV or whatever. Schedule TV. Um, is that there, you know, there are inevitably pieces of the story that you just never get to know. Or sometimes if you get a really good, well established TV show, they'll like bring plot points back. Right. A lot of the times you just you don't get to know what happened to that one character who showed up or that kid whose parents didn't come home, who was the neighbor down the street, or the whatever. Mm-hmm.
2: Right? Or the kid that walked up the stairs and never came down. <laughs> <clears throat> that happened in a couple shows.
1: They always go up the stairs. Yep. Yeah, they always go up a, a conspicuous flight of stairs and are just gone forever.
2: Married children did, the did it. Family Matters did it. Yep.
1: They like. actually secretly become little cult children.
2: <laughs> oh. Mary. Well, where they, oh, the children I think it's in the funnier where man. they think people won't notice, and people actually did notice.
1: People and were like, like, but what about...
2: And they're oh, being God. called out on their shit 20 years later. <laughs> I think Someone
1: was going to say something eventually.
2: Yeah. I feel like... There was a whole special on VH1 about uh, people that were written out of shows and they never explained their character endings... They were actually brought that, you know, they would show the last clip of the last episode, the last time you saw each character. And it's like, yep. And there they go. Yep.
1: There was no explanation. You didn't know if they died or moved or were kidnapped or sold into child slavery. Who knows?
2: (laughs) Family Matters, for instance, was a show that I watched. They did it twice. They had Judy walk up the stairs and never come down and then they left Richie, who was the cousin, but they got rid of Aunt Rachel, and she just vanished. And it's like, um, what? What? Wait, wait a minute, what? <laughs> I mean, that that's, was Jackie O's amazing.
1: favorite thing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 oh my god! Sounds like a blast.
1: Uh, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, we did that. That's amazing. God, okay,
1: that's it. Time to go home. <laughs> Long distance
2: high five. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's super interesting how they take now how, that how TV has transformed, and now they all your good TV is no longer on network television. It's all on Netflix or Hulu or or Disney Plus or you know all these streaming services. They don't even put their good stuff on television anymore. And
1: yeah, and you can buy um, like cable TV, but most people. Like, if they're doing that, it's either because they can't access good internet regularly, which is still a big problem in all parts of the United States. It. Yep, Too many parts of the United States. Address that. Get on it, Elon Musk. Anyway. Um, I know that.
3: He, he's too busy building dick
1: rockets to Mars. I know. I know. He's spending his money in ridiculous ways.
2: Um, I wrote this article a few years ago. Um,
1: Elon Musk, I was
2: like, Richard. No. no, no, no. <laughs> I
1: wrote a letter to Elon it Musk. Was, that motherfucker has not gotten that.
2: So The first time, and you guys were probably not aware because you're not into television as much as I am. Um, I used to watch
1: live TV a lot, actually. I just stopped paying for it recently because i be a broke bitch. But
2: go on. Fair. The, um... Before Netflix was making its own films, and they were still just a rental company, um, you had Amazon that attempted to do their own TV series. And it was an experiment. And they did 15 series, and they did it during the fall season. One of them was the Zombieland TV series. That's how I became so aware, because I like Zombieland. And I kept thinking, oh my God, if Amazon is going to be doing their own shows, that's going to change the face of television. So I wrote this whole article about it for a newsletter I was writing for about, you know, this is actually history in the making, what's going to happen. Well, the next year is when Netflix started getting into it. And Netflix really took off more than Amazon did. And then TV did have something to panic because it had to be, if your show didn't get picked up by one of the three or four networks that were... Out there, three majors. The fourth one, Fox, to join. Then you really didn't have a chance of having your show anywhere where people so were watching. Your exposure
1: watch it. was beat, and MTV has right. all, all but become useless in the modern right. day. That used to be one of your big exposure channels,
4: right? New or like original.
1: MTV, yeah. PH uh, one, yeah. I guess, kind of. What was the one that like America's Funniest Home Videos was on? ABC. 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 Yeah. These are like big exposure networks that are not as accessible anymore or as efficient with exposure. Even if you get on, chances are,
2: I don't know. So your like four, four major really networks were ABC, NBC, CBS, and then Fox was the fledgling in the 80s that joined. Um, mm-hmm. th- And then you, you didn't have all the excess channels until the mid-90s where they all started to try to... Come in and compete a little bit, but even when you had stuff like USA and TBS and you know, those they all aired reruns of the stuff that the other channels had at one point, they didn't have a lifetime. Started off with reruns of Magruder and Loud. Sure. Um, so, so it's a TV show from the 80s um, that nobody's heard of,
4: <laughs> so, I assumed.
2: <laughs> So it wasn't until, like, Lifetime started making their own telemovies, which is how they started into doing so well. And then, of course, Hallmark start- picked up. They were went from doing the Hallmark Hall of Fame line to all of a sudden doing the Hallmark Christmas line because they were doing so well with them and just marketing the crap out of them.
1: And they were like, hey, look at this trend that just seems to be working out real good.
2: And if you look um, back and- at television too you used to have a very specific system they would have you would have your fall premieres in September they would run until December you'd have your Christmas specials January was dead time and whatever sports was being played out tv shows came back in late february early march and then they would have all the way up to they would have their big spring thing all the way up to um season finales and season finales always happened in May. So, and then from June to September, it was usually reruns of anything that had aired and, you know, random game shows and stuff because they felt that most people were outdoors. Um, Then around 1995, Fox said, we're going to do a summer season, and they brought on their own summer TV shows. And when they started doing well, that started to break it. And then all of a sudden, we had two different seasons to compete with you'd have your summer shows and then you would have your fall shows and then it finally burst from there and now you know it's all morphed into what it is now and tv has just been kind of left in the dust because you can watch anything anytime anywhere you want that's you know newer and streaming and the old stuff you can you know you have dvds that you can buy because that's the only way to see old stuff now it's been a really weird role for for TV, but Amazon's the one that started all that streaming stuff. To attempt it, and then Netflix. Well, picked and like up from Dabs there.
1: for you for for spying it at the beginning before it became a thing, and being like, "Hey, this yeah. is this is going to be something that's very fucking cool." And that is like that progression when you really like kind of zoom out and have someone talk about it. Um, it's very impressive. It's a really impressive yeah. thing, like transformation that's taken place, but it also is completely logical. Like it makes sense with the progression of technology, with the progression of social behaviors, and the more we kind of become a society of self, you know, self and less
2: um, right.
1: group activities, then be- this becomes more
2: useful. From a collector's standpoint, it used to be very... You would buy your fall preview TV guide. It would give you a list of every single new show and what it was about that was coming out. I could go through and I could make a recording schedule. It'd be like, I want this show, this show, this show, this show. And I would try to pick out shows that would get canceled quickly because I'm fascinated by that kind of stuff because they become really rare. So it'd be like, you know, this one, this one, this one, boom, 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 boom. And I had a neat, nice, tidy, organized list after Amazon and Netflix started and and then all the others, there is no specific list anymore. There is no, Hey, this channel, there's no, this is everything. You don't have a TV guide anymore. You don't have, you have no idea what each. Don't even have has. a
1: chance to watch really the Staff, pilot. To,
2: right. To L- see like slip up
1: releases.
2: Like it's it's, it's it, very frustrating from my point of view because and then you have the, all the things that aren't releasing them to DVDs, so you only hmm. get it if you pay for their channel. So I feel like I'm very locked out of a lot of stuff, even though I have access I to see a lot that. of stuff. And I stopped giving credit to anything that Netflix ever had. I stopped being like, I'm not going to watch that. It's not going to come to DVD. I'm not going to be able to own it. I'm not going to be. They're eventually going to take it down and all those memories are gone why put myself through that so you don't get control over that
1: over that piece of nostalgia there it is again right. they're like they with which is
2: piece. which is why i'm so hesitant to watch anything on netflix or somebody will be like did you watch this on youtube and i'll be like no or did you no and, and there's there's reasons like i don't it, it's very frustrating so for me This one thing I've learned over the past few months is that bootlegging has become bigger than it ever has, and there are people that are making these Netflix series available. Like, I can be like, oh, I can have this, and I can have this, and I can have this, and it's giving me a sense of control, where I'm not really necessarily watching Netflix. I now order the stuff that I know I want, or I can watch an episode, see if I like it, and be like, yep, I'll buy that, and I'll buy this, and it allows me to to have more control over what I can get. Right now, there's stuff I fell in love with online that nobody seems to be able to get for me, like, you know, the... Recipe for Seduction um, you know and where at one point I could have just taken a VCR and hit record so it's yeah, super frustrating to me that I'm not as knowledgeable yeah. in computers to be able to pull up and pull my own stuff and create my own artwork because I mean you can ask Kat, uh, uh, Keller oh. <laughs> um, she
1: I going to say you can but I won't have an answer I don't I mean
2: yeah but I won't be able to tell you right <laughs> Um, So, you know, to that she has seen some of the artwork that's come out. If it looks authentic, I, it pretty much keeps me quelled. I don't freak out. Nope. And I love artwork. That's
1: Well, it's part of the kind of the process of enjoying for you. It's I kind of have the same feeling over CDs. I really used to like buying CDs. And I don't have a collection anymore because I went through a phase of um, moving around a lot after I had a child and whatnot, but um, that was kind of part of the nostalgia of music was like getting the CD and having yeah. it, and then having this collection of CDs. Um, yep. And I remember it was like a big thing amongst, and I think Keller was in on this too, to have like all the Linkin Park CDs, yes, even the extra ones featuring yep. other art- artists. Yeah, <laughs> it was like it was huge for a minute. Yeah, There was something really special about it. And you'd get the discography, I think it's called. And the yep. art was Dicography. beautiful. Yep. And uh, it's kind of a yeah, special that's... thing.
2: It's like a piece of art. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I think it involved about. more artists. Not only are you creating music, but someone's creating your art. And, your, you know, there's more people involved. And I think that's special. And
2: that's kind of being removed. Um, It kind of is the whole digital process. I'm like, uh, and that is one of my frustrations. Netflix doesn't publish something being like, "Here's everything that's come out." Nobody has a definitive guide. This is everything. Sometimes you just hear it by accident. Like I've had more moments to be like, "How have I not heard about this?" Right? It was like, (laughs) "How have I not heard about this?" And then there's stuff that Netflix buys from other places, like the the Frequency. They got it from Spain two years ago um i found it by accident way
1: into like sniping foreign films Mm -hmm.
2: apparently Um, it's been kind of a thing they um they they purchased the rights to air them in the united states but because we are who we are you know and it's not going to be the popular so it doesn't show up on your most popular list you have to find it by accident
1: Right or no? Like, yeah, or like intentionally yeah. go into like foreign films or indie movies or something.
2: Right, because Netflix doesn't um, say this year we're going to bring out this, 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 and this, and let you choose. Like you no. don't know. They just throw it on there, and if it, like if it's sink or swim, they don't. There's no promotion for it. Right. Yeah. That doesn't seem very fair either. Like no, the no, it's Gambit, not. It's
1: very. Like the gatekeepers almost hold a little more power, even though we as viewers have access to quote unquote more things. You don't have control over any of it. Any of it really. Yeah. That's a good point. I agree.
2: I agree to a point.
1: I'm also lazy and very much of the world of instant viewing, but I get it from the point of view of of the CDs.
2: Oh, I have to tell you what I do too. Like I do own, like I have a copy of the queen's gambit in my video library But if I'm upstairs and I want to, yeah, because I I bought a bootleg. Um, If I'm upstairs, do you think I'm going to run downstairs and get it? No, I'm going to hit a button to let it play. Because while it's easy access, that's that's what you do. That's what you do, man. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) but, But for House of Yes, when we watched it online and it's missing an ending, I went and bought the goddamn DVD so I could have the full ending.
3: I do that oh, too I though to I have that. a copy of The Nightmare Before Christmas Around somewhere but you bet your ass I got on Disney Plus
2: Yeah because it's easy And as long as the access is there great But the DVDs are there for when access Is not Right Because if you want to watch The Nightmare Before Christmas In three months and Disney pulled it down And you can't yeah, For some weird reason right. or I something. have it
3: now Yeah
2: right like when everybody was all upset that netflix lost doctor who and they're like ah wow, well, we can't and i'm like i have all the seasons sitting right here i can just literally pull one out and put it in and hit play so you want know- to be
1: fair you can like purchase on amazon but if you you have to keep up that subscription now to, in order to keep right. all the movies sorry go ahead keller
3: no, I no, it's 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 fine. It's it, we've passed that moment. Never mind.
2: <laughs> well, I can say for your Amazon statement, do you know what happens when you purchase something from Amazon that they no longer have the rights to air? Uh
1: it probably goes, I don't know. Does it go away?
2: You get a credit to your account to purchase something else.
1: I want something else? I want the movie I fucking purchased.
2: That's yeah, well, if I wanted why? something else,
1: I would have bought something else.
2: What? <laughs> if, if <laughs> yes, what? If it's digital, if you don't own it, if you don't control yeah. it, you don't have it.
1: And true, and you're not buying the rights to it. Like you are not buying a copy; you no. are just
3: perpetually
2: borrowing. Yeah,
3: you're not buying a physical copy. Definitely,
2: yeah. right? You're only buying it a chance to view it while they have it. Audacity. Mm-hmm. Which is not okay. <laughs> well, not no, for somebody like me. No, considering
1: you're already buying, paying for... Chances are you're already
2: paying for a subscription. So,
1: right. Well,
2: Amazon, when you buy Amazon Prime, they offer a lot of movies automatically for free.
1: No, but you can though. buy an
2: individual movie or you can buy an individual TV show. And that's mm-hmm. fine. Uh, like, once again, I did it with Disney's The Prince and the Pauper because it was like, oh my God, they have this. And that's how I learned what happened. I bought the Prince of the I remember the Popper, when that
1: was on there. And then it, and it was poof, like it was oh, gone.
2: Look. Yeah. And then I'm just like, oh, and they credited me. And I'm like, no, I don't want the credit. <laughs> no, I don't want this. It was yeah. like, I just got my that's my movie. You can't just know. <laughs> no,
1: so No takes these backseats. The fuck is right. it? Take?
2: And and it goes back to like thankfully even when I and this is why I'm as disenamored, I think, with a lot of the online games and stuff. There was a game called Millsbury. It was totally free. Oh, here we go again. Yep. And they decided <laughs> well, to shut down, down the website. I see. They shut down the website and everything, all 32 floors of my house that I built, had every item ever made by the website, including the, the moderator-only items because I became friends with them. Um... <laughs> And they <laughs> took it away, and they unplugged it, and all my work and all my Halloween st- trick-or-treating on oh, that stupid game to get the freaking special stuff, all, all it didn't belong to me. That's less funny. I'm sorry. And so when you have, I'm going to say I probably literally had in the course of four years easily, easily 3,000 man hours devoted to that game. Um, you just don't get that back. Like, that's what I did with all my free time. I, I have an addictive personality, and, like, I... It you know, it didn't cost me to play. I was on it all day. Like, any time I was free, I was on Millsbury. And I I built my houses, because you had to design your rooms and stuff. It, it was a fun game. And, you know, you had... You could go downtown, and you could go to one of the boroughs, and you could play their little games and you could go and try to catch lucky the leprechaun or the Trix rabbit or you know whatever promo they were doing for the week and yeah they took it all away and I'm at the end of it I'm thinking I'm glad I'm not like Farmville players where I paid money for this
1: ladies and gentlemen get on right get online write a letter
2: richard is
1: clearly very upset <laughs> <laughs>
2: No, I think the point is, is like, there's a reason why I don't play the online games. Because like, none of it is yours. Like, it can be. It used to be you bought a Nintendo cartridge and you slid it in and you didn't have to buy add ons. You just played the game. Like, now they have oh, computer yeah, sure. games yeah. where you buy and you have to buy an add on or you have to have. It's like, no, like, I. What, well you should be able to play a game without any kind of internet connection that's why you purchased it that's why like I bought it, the game yeah right. right what happens when they stop maintaining the game what happens when they stop when it gets old like apple iPhones that is that's the only problem i have with technology is that we are still a throwaway society and you're always looking to make it better or to do this and that but at some point you do lose things in the cracks
1: well, and it's like, um, are you trying to make it better or are you trying to make the next best thing? And that's apparently I'm very preachy today. <laughs> and that, well, and I understand, and I think all those things you said are important and something people should consider when you maybe, you know, think about throwing away your phone shit in a new one. Right. Like, calm down. Or if you, again, if there is an author or a musician or an artist you like, instead of just getting a one time off like uh, on occasion if you really like them then support them by going and getting a hard copy it means a lot to artists of all forms so go go do that
2: it's yeah. important a lot of reasons buy, books. buy CDs buy DVDs support yeah if you like them keep them around because not everybody is gonna be you know in 200 years a classic that everybody's read you know you're not gonna not everybody's a Charles Dickens. <laughs> nope. For sure. Yes. And
1: and almost no um, industry is going to support making it easy to do that. That's starting to become clear. So yeah, make a point to get those hard copies, support those artists of all forms. Definitely. I think that's a big deal. I think you're right. Yes.
0: Now that I...
2: Completely electronic.
1: Are you? Are you okay? Like, I, I or just, should we call rant. someone? Oh no!
2: I just realized that I just went through a whole television history. That I don't know how the heck that came about. You but went I'm like, a oh.
1: whole arc, but also, yes. this is why w- we have you do these episodes. This what's that about?
3: No, I went on a rant a few weeks ago. This was
2: Richard's rant. Very, very fair. Yes, this I is. I went this, on this, one
1: this. for a whole episode on a scanner, Darkly. It's fine. Yes. Really?
2: <laughs> But it is how I feel about about Netflix and streaming. And I thought it was cool when it started. I just they need to make them available. Plus, it would be an extra income for them. I don't understand.
3: But see, if they do that, then people will stop watching
2: on. Because if you buy a copy, you already admit you have a copy of Nightmare Before Christmas, but you still watch it on streaming.
1: That's true. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, yeah, I would like to say, <laughs> I, mean, yeah, <laughs> I would like that's, to that's, support that, uh, that uh, argument, but I mean, I'd be lazy as fuck and I keep proving it, so. Right,
3: that's that's true. All right, never mind. I re- I retract my argument. <laughs> I recant.
1: I recant.
2: Because streaming is easier. The other thing I noticed, too, one of my friends um, wanted a list of 100 movies they needed to watch. So, you know, 100 of the good movies, not like a lot of the stuff i talk about here like like some of the you know that they are or that they are proven well you know critics have have approved them you know films that hey what what's good and what do you need to see or what what moves you and i gave the i gave this person the list of 100 films there was four of them on netflix to view streaming
1: wow, wow. that was
2: an eye opener too that's just one of those eye openers that's like whoa. <laughs>
1: I bet if you checked all the streaming services you could find them but the but like the reality is, is most people are not a psychopath like me and do not have all the streaming services so they can watch every documentary ever.
2: Um, I don't have all the streaming services and I'm a TV fan but once again I'm having kind of have an having a aversion remote. to
3: well and honestly I still think you have to search for some of them I took a class a couple summers ago that was Russian cinema and I had to search for a few of them and I had to sign up for a few different like Russian movie sites and stuff and like I mean I found them took are you me a talking about minute. like
2: Anna Karenina or City of Lost Children?
3: No I don't <laughs> But they were like legit Russian movies, and they were pretty good oh, wow. actually,
2: yeah, oh, no. yeah they, they can be there's a spanish uh Spanish series on Netflix about a boat um good uh, job. It, it, no it's it's nineteen forties murder mystery set on the Caribbean, cool, and I saw a portion of the first episode, and yes, it is you have to read it. Um, and I was like, "Well, I need to go back and actually take time to do this." But it was a, it was something I found as a surprise. And I'm like, "What is this?" You know that once again, Netflix didn't. They should have a commercial station with everything that's new, not just what's popular.
3: They should they should have a commercial commercial line station, like something where you can just browse what is being played on. You know, or maybe a couple. One that's like more kid friendly. One that's more like adult oriented. One that's
0: right. I agree. They should. That'd be kind of cool.
2: Yeah. Because once you can start to get order, then you can create a taping schedule, and yeah.
3: Or not even a taping schedule. Just be like, oh, that's that's a cool commercial. I want to do that. So
2: right. Exactly.
3: I know Apple TV does something like that because Jeremy and I were watching that one day and we found like three different shows in a movie that were like, oh my God, we want to watch all of that. So.
2: I've never had Apple TV. That's what I, I only have. Honestly, I have uh, Disney Plus and Amazon Prime and my ex-wife uh, gives me access to Hulu. And we, so, the only
3: reason we have Apple TV is because we have Apple Apple users in the house. Jeremy and I oh, don't yeah. you know, have Apple TV. That but like Jeff yeah. have Apple Apple products, so we have Apple TV.
2: No, that's fair. So I, I think it's Apple TV that had um um tell me a story.
3: I don't know. Apple it, TV is what has the show C with Jason Momoa, and we need to watch season two, and we just haven't yet, and we're both <laughs> very sad about it because we need to wait for Jess, and the three of us haven't been able to coordinate a time where we can like sit down and binge-watch the
1: second season. So, like... Oh, no, you may all need to move in with each other for a period of time.
0: Cat, we all live together. Oh, you're doomed. They do, I mean, yeah. good luck. I'm you know, sure we it'll work out. Together and we time. haven't been able to coordinate
3: to binge-watch. That's the problem.
2: <laughs> like, no, tell me a story of CBS All Access. It's a... um. It's oh, all the one. fairy tales reimagined into adult. Into uh, it's it's a oh, modernized. Oh yeah, no, I have tales.
1: watched. I have watched episodes of Tell Me a Story, which are reasonably. Th- it's okay. I was I watched it for a yes. little while. I liked it much better than um, the other one.
0: Grim? Nope. Hey. Once oh,
1: upon a time. Yes. I liked it significantly better than Once Upon a Time.
3: I watched the first three seasons of Once Upon a Time and I really enjoyed it and I don't know why I stopped watching it and I never got into it and then I heard that the longer they went the longer it went the worse it got and I just
1: never bothered to go back. It's disappointing. Yeah, it like got okay for a minute and then I was like I don't know why I'm not interested. I'm just not.
2: I was disappointed with Once Upon (laughs) a Time. Um, like, I got to meet the, the the writers of the show, and I know that they base it on the Charmings, which makes me happy. But the problem with Once Upon a Time is that Disney still had their hands in it. In order to make the series, they had to agree to use the Disney versions of the fairy tales. Oh, so, they were stuck. Disney
1: owns everything. Well, no, it's obvious they own that. But
2: still. They needed to not do that. They needed to actually make the fairy tales the way them. they wanted to. And then, on top of adding insult to injury, they then took characters like Rumpel Silskin, and they made him three different characters from three different fairy tales and used the same actor. And I was like, that no. That was another
1: thing I noticed, too, where they started like, mishmashing characters. Yeah. And I was like, I'm
2: very confused. Which um, I didn't care for that at all. And
3: they put, like, and they put levels in there that I wasn't like... <clears throat> Fully okay with like they they made family connections that i was like that I whoever don't know was running I,
1: that put way yeah. too much shit in there that's yeah. how i feel about yeah. it they just they
2: had a lot going on and didn't yeah. weren't. it was almost like they didn't know where they were going with it they had a solid beginning and then disney wanted to cash in on frozen so they suddenly did that frozen storyline
1: yeah i remember I mean. that too yeah
3: it was either the third or fourth seasons. Like I remember Mulan, and they were headed to Neverland because Hook was involved. I remember Hook. Yep. And that's about where I left off. Hook was still like the bad guy. Like I know Hook becomes like one of the good guys, but Hook was still the bad guy
1: at that point. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Mulan <laughs> has just,
0: just been introduced.
2: They messed messed it up. Yeah, they messed it up. We
0: weren't sure if
3: Mulan was like a good guy or a bad guy yet, but was just kind of like we're not sure about Mulan yet. Yeah.
2: It was kind of like when Disney started, When (laughs) Disney started doing the remakes to the fairy tales, and for a brief moment of time they had a chance. They had a chance to take what was there go and leave them for kids and to go back and give the adults the adult version of the fairy tales and go back to the original stories and recreate them. And then when they just copied their own movie, it felt very pointless and dumb.
1: Yeah. Some of them, they didn't even copy their own movie. They made up like a whole new story arc and character. And like, Maleficent comes to mind immediately where I enjoyed the movie. That was like, that's its own story.
2: So the um,
1: whole
2: thing, so Maleficent, if you notice the full story of the Disney movie is in it, though they just have a new opening uh, not, and a new some ending. In there, and I get really irritated when they change things, like especially Maleficent of all the films you picked is one of my ranting ones because. What is wrong with having a villain that you're just afraid of? You don't need her backstory. You can accept she's evil. They made her look evil. They made her sound evil. They made her terrifying. And what the backstory does, it devalues all of that. It
3: humanizes her, which, I mean, don't get me wrong, is is cool and all. But I also like having a villain just because she wants to be the villain. And she's mad. And the reason she's a villain is because she wasn't invited to the party. And she's just mad and throwing a temper tantrum. And I fucking love it.
1: Yeah, they kind of, like, justified her behavior and softened it up. They kind of did, like, a similar thing happened with Cruella when I watched it, where I was like, huh, that was a direction.
2: So Cruella is a movie that I liked, but I hated that stupid beginning with the stupid dogs, and I almost walked out of the theater. And the
1: direction they went at the end, where she was like, I turned the dog into coach. Just kidding, I would never do that. And I was like, that's so weird. Yeah. Established For anyway, yeah, it was just it. It was a bizarre choice that didn't necessarily make sense for the character of Corella, um, and it's because they wanted to nice her up, but it was very strange.
3: Yeah, it was. It's like they can't have villains being evil just for the sake of being evil. They have to like justify them in some way, shape, or form. And Make you like care back to reason
1: with the audience.
2: Like no, like no, you can. We knew she killed the dogs It's
1: fine (laughs) We already knew
2: Actually she she never got to kill the dogs
1: No she doesn't She never killed the dogs in any of the movies
2: I could almost see From Cruella though How she at one point could snap And say fuck it I'm going to kill the dogs And
1: go (laughs) (laughs) dog? You know what she was trying to make fur And they just wouldn't stop peeing all over her fur, and she was like, "You know what? Enough." Now that I think yep. about right. it, I'm just kidding. Animal cruelty is wrong. It is wrong. It is
2: very wrong. But yet we go hunting. Um, sorry. So <laughs> I don't. Girl, if you hunting. wear them
1: as a coat, Richard? Duh. I
2: don't.
1: Just go hunting so.
2: No, no, that's fair. How do I? <laughs>
1: I don't. I'm not going to get up at two a.m. Hunters.
2: <laughs> very fair. I mean, if you're doing it for food, I suppose it's one thing. If you're doing it for population control, I mean, you know, Germany Um, happened. Oh,
1: no. (laughs)
2: Richard! I'm I'm just saying. I have my own issues with it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We need to end this for the day before. I was going to say, so I think we've pretty much covered our list. Um... (laughs) Very fair. (laughs) You have to stop before Richard gets his cancel culture. Oh I and know no, we're leaving.
2: <laughs> As usual, that thank is. you for listening, guys. Have a good day.
3: Bye. Bye. Ah, oh, join us next week for I don't know what movie we're
2: doing. For the <laughs> surprise know. film after we talk about it after.
1: Yeah, it'll be the Keep Facebook an eye on page. the Facebook page. Yep. We'll figure All it out. Stuff. We'll see you there online. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, boy.
1: Bye. Bye.
0: Bye. <laughs>